Today we're going to tell the story of baby Malik, who died at the hands of his own mother. Pregnant 33-year-old Elodie lived within a block of flats in Harlow, Essex, but concerns had been raised by friends and neighbours regarding Elodie's lifestyle prior to her son being born. This was due to her mental health and other known problems with alcohol and drugs. It wasn't long before these complaints led to a child protection conference about Elodie. This lasted several hours and was held on May the 5th, 2020. The result of this meeting was an unborn baby protection plan to be drawn up by authorities. And then baby Malik was born and allowed to remain with Elodie after the birth on the 1st of June, 2020. Malik returned home to live with Elodie and her boyfriend, Muritala. He was 37 and believed at the time to be Malik's father anyway. On June the 24th, 2020, the same month Malik was born, police were called to the property by a neighbour. The, com- the complaint from a neighbour suggested that Elodie was heavily intoxicated and known to have recently given birth. The call to police was made after Elodie had apparently knocked on a neighbour's door at night asking for the police to be called as her mobile phone had been stolen. Two police officers arrived to find her flat in pitch darkness. The front door was just wide open and Elodie was completely naked, handling her baby in a very erratic way and unsafe manner. It concerned the officers deeply. So, the boyfriend was not at the flat at the time of this incident, but it was agreed that um, Maritala, the boyfriend, would be the main carer. He would be there, he would move in. And it was also noted that Malik would not be left alone with his mother um, and social services were contacted. So for this incident, Elodie was arrested on suspicion of child neglect and detained overnight. But it was later decided that no action would be taken against her and she was released back home to her baby, Malik, and the boyfriend. The following day, on June the 25th, a social worker held a meeting with the couple and the suspected father at the time. And Maritala said that he wanted to be the main carer. He wanted to be the father to the baby, with obviously um, the mother as well. A safety plan was drawn up at the meeting where it was agreed that Elodie would no longer drink alcohol and would not be left alone with the baby. But how would that work? Nearly two months later, on August the 10th, the plan was relaxed. And after another meeting to allow the boyfriend to have um, two hours off, two hours rest by a day from the child caring duties. But this would leave uh, Elodie alone with baby Malik again. So a police officer, um, he also lived in the block of flats where the couple lived with baby Malik. And he became concerned as it was obvious to him that they were both smoking cannabis in the home and in the UK this is apparently illegal and the off-duty officer 
said that he heard Elodie outside the flat one night shouting, don't leave me, don't leave me, you can't leave me. So in the early morning hours of the 19th, uh, there were concerns raised. He assumed that she was yelling at the boyfriend. So when healthcare professionals visited the home again, they noted that there were no injuries on Malik. Um, during many of the visits, they checked him over, they checked the home and you know, he seemed to be developing well. He was not malnourished. He appeared well kept. Um, and he appeared to be hitting all the early milestones for the very early days of life when they visited. The boyfriend was in attendance at the property. He was frequent. He was clearly caring for Malik and, you know, being a, a real dad. He'd moved to the UK aged between 27 and 28 in order to study in the UK. It was found later that Moritala, the boyfriend, was uh, not Malik's biological father, but he'd taken on responsibility as the father. But behind closed doors, Elodie was hiding her addictions from authorities. And when drinking and having time to relax, she found it difficult to manage Malik when he was crying and wanting her attention. She concealed her drinking problems from everyone and lied to healthcare professionals when they asked. But the boyfriend was there, he saw her drinking and he never said anything to authorities. The dedicated team of professionals made it abundantly clear to Elodie that there was help available to her. All she needed to do was ask, but she must put her needs um, after her child's. Her child's needs must come first. On the night of the 18th of August 2020, Elodie was drinking at home. She was intoxicated, staggering around and not in any fit state to look after baby Malik. Now Elodie states that she put Malik to sleep in his cot and went to bed herself. But sometime during the early hours of the morning on the 19th of August 2020, Elodie tried to call three people although none of them answered, probably because it was the middle of the night. It's unknown how long she slept that night, but at 9.54am, Elodie called 999 to report what would turn out to be baby Malik's death. But first, after finding Malik cold, she callously called, before she called 999, she checked her voicemails. Anyway... The calls to the ambulance control handy kind of went along these lines. They said, did you see what happened? The mother said, no, just come here. He's cold. He's cold. The call handler. She explains to lay the baby flat on the ground and she gave CPR instructions to the infant, to the mother to give to the infant, obviously. The mother said, it's been too long. It's been a long time. It's been a long time, my baby, I'm scared. And the call handler said, do it for me now, tell me when. She said, I just did it, I already did. She said, is there anything in his mouth? I'm going to tell you how to do chest compressions. 
mother said. I've tried chest compressions. I'm a healthcare professional. I've tried it. I've tried it. I'm scared. I've al he's already called. He's gone. I've tried before I even called you guys. That's why I called the police because I thought somebody had come in my house. I thought somebody had come into the house because I left the window open. I don't know. I, I fell asleep and my son was in the cot and when we woke up, he was not moving. Now ambulances rushed to the address in Harlow where paramedic Mr Parsons was the first 999 worker to arrive. He grabbed his emergency bag from the ambulance and rushed to the flat to help save baby Malik. But as he entered the flat, a loadie grabbed the handle of his bag and pulled him backwards while he was trying to get to baby Malik. The paramedic found baby Malik on his back on the living room floor. So he crouched down next to him put his bag off his shoulder and tried to help baby Malik. But again, Elodie made physical contact with his shoulders and neck. She was screaming. Mr. Parsons shouted at her, get off me, he continued, but she continued to assault him. So he radioed for backup and the police. More medics arrived by helicopter, but despite their combined efforts, Malik was declared dead at 10.26am that morning. He was only 12 weeks old and it was obvious to the paramedic on scene that Malik showed signs of rigor mortis. Now rigor mortis is a stiffening of the muscles and appears approximately two hours after death but progresses to the limbs over the next six to eight hours. Rigor mortis is quite helpful in estimating the time of death as well as to ascertain if the body had been moved after death. He was transported to the hospital for a full autopsy. But through the investigation, they were questioned by police. Alodi Gonzalez Taborda stated that she woke up at 9.30am to find her baby son lifeless in bed beside her and she contacted the ambulance immediately. She said that she woke up at 9am and Malik was face down in her bed in a pool of blood, but she did not see the blood until she picked him up. He was blue and so she called an ambulance. As part of the police investigation, Elodie was required to provide a sample of urine for drug and alcohol analysis and officers discovered that she'd plotted with her partner the boyfriend to contaminate her sample by mixing their urine samples. During an inspection of the flat, empty bottles of wine were found everywhere. And while at the hospital, both defendants were spoken to by a detective who had recovered evidence of alcohol at the scene. Elodie was asked to provide a blood and urine sample and a constable observed her entering a bathroom to do that. But later, on the toxic um, examinations, there were two samples were mixed. It seemed odd. Blood samples were taken at 2 p.m. that afternoon and analyzed for alcohol and drugs. They were both present. A back calculation was made to around 10 a.m. that morning and it was estimated her alcohol level in her blood was around 1.5 times over the legal limit to drive. Cannabis was also found in her system, suggesting that she'd used it recently or further back, but it was impossible to determine the time frame. A urine sample was given at 2.16. 
Um, but it curiously came back negative, although they were sure that she was intoxicated when they arrested her. This led officers to review the body-worn footage that showed a friend of hers and the boyfriend had also gone into the toilet area together. A blood sample provided by Elodie identified the presence of drugs in her system. So, while they were investigating the parents, a post-mortem examination was carried out. They found that Malik died of a major head injury. A post-mortem examination of Malik took place on August the 25th, 2020 at Great Ormond Street Hospital, where bruises were found on his scalp and multiple bone and bilateral rib fractures were identified. The findings showed a traumatic event occurring 2 to 12 hours before his death, resulting in a number of fractures and a severe brain injury. Upon examination, Malik's small body had 21 rib fractures, two broken wrists, and his skull was fractured in two separate places. The injuries were indicative of shaking and a blunt impact trauma to his head, meaning that she had literally thrown him around the house like a rag doll, bashing his hell head off structures. Expert evidence at the seven-week trial confirmed his injuries were more likely non-accidental, and the majority of which were caused between two and 12 hours prior to his death. They said that the wrist fractures had occurred three to six days before his death. There were serious brain injuries and spinal cord injuries. And like I said, it sounded like she had literally used him as a rag doll. She'd shaken him and caused an impact on his brain. He suffered fatal brain damage. <sighs> this case, honestly, researching this case has just been horrible. So we'll go back to the parents, Elodie and her boyfriend. Throughout the investigation, Essex and Kent Police Serious Crime Unit spoke to the mother and father and both denied responsibility for Malik's death and attempting to prevent the course, pervert the course of justice by swapping the samples. Elodie was interviewed by detectives multiple times over an 18 month period. And although the interviews, she continued, throughout the interviews, she continued to deny responsibility for causing Malik's death going as far as to blame some unknown intruder for her son's death, a claim which detectives did not find any supporting evidence for. The father, Moritala, told the investigating team during interviews that although he wasn't present at the time of Malik's death, he was distraught and loved his son. He denied being involved in any child cruelty, as well as the wrist injuries. Following a lengthy investigation, detectives later charged Elodi and the father, as well as um, as well as other charges as well. Um, she was charged for assaulting an emergency worker. They both appeared at 
uh, Colchester Magistrates Court on the 19th of January 2020. They elected to stand trial and both were remanded in custody. It's just so sad. I think in the end, they both, I think she got 17 years and he got 10 years. It's just such a sad case because baby Malik was 12 weeks old. He had so much of a life to live. It's just a shame that he was brought into a world where people cared more about alcohol and cannabis than they did about him. This is a shocking case. I'll be back with you again for some more uh, podcasts soon. Thank you for watching, guys. Take care.